Welcome back. Welcome back to Pop Pinions. Pop Pinions. Episode 12. Yes. Yes. You were more confident with the last one. I know I was. You're right. I don't know why. 11, 11. Uh, one, one, right? This one's like one, two. I don't know. One, two. Is that <laughs> one, three? <laughs> one, three. That's how we're just, we're not going to say the number. We'll just say what the individual numbers are. Yes. Welcome to episode one zero zero. That'd be great. I can't wait till we get to say that. It's hard because I also have Meg in mine, and so I get confused. Because then her and I are like pre-recording some, yeah. right? So then I'm like, it's just it's a lot for my little brain. It is. Imagine if you had a third podcast. What like you? Mm-hmm. You have a third podcast. Take. I mean, there's three three total. Oh, I see what you're saying, right? Like if you had to take, like if you had to record a third one. I can't imagine. What what, what else could I talk about though? The Bachelorette. <gasps> Can I tell you? Oh, we were gonna have this debate, and I forgot. You know what? It's our. We'll save it for another week. We will, because we were talking about the survival rate of Bachelor and universe. We had, a, we had such a good debate. I was like, damn, we should have done that on the podcast about. Um, what we think is successful and what we like you and I differed on what we actually think is a successful relationship from the bachelor bachelorette world yeah. right yeah anyways it is so good I'm so glad your girlfriend's watching with us because not with I'm not watching it you're not no. sorry you with said me. us with yeah. I know I meant I'm glad you, so, us are watching <laughs> so, so that you have someone to talk about it with because I, I I mean I was texting my girlfriend about it because she watches too and it is it's just so crazy because nothing like this has ever really happened. Like, I know they always say craziest season ever, but it actually is this year. Like, it's legit. It's crazy. It's so good. Anyways, it's not on um, next week on Tuesday. They're doing because it's the election. election. So they're doing it on Thursday. So her and I are going to watch Friday. Just I, so I you know. I did also hear this rundown. Okay, great. It's very. I, did I got she say it's crazy too? Um. Yeah, uh, she didn't, not crazy. Crazy wasn't the word, but oh, she just okay, kind of yeah. said like it's it's pretty good. But next week seems like it's the it's the one, the big whatever. It is. It's the one. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Def- it's definitely and people. I know people. It's just something like, I don't like the show, but yeah. I never. I'm not the type of person that like will criticize you for watching that show because yeah. everyone has their thing that like you just need to unwind and turn your brain off. Like that show, it's not like it's not like we're digging into the depths of people's souls. Gosh, no, we really aren't. We're very like sur- I think that's part of my problem with it is that it just feels very surface level yeah. and then it's you're with them for what a few months. Yeah, about that. Yeah. It's... And then just marriage proposal. I know they don't get married right away, but just even the proposal in itself, it's it's yeah. it's a lot. Oh, 100%. I'm not saying the show is like good recipe, whatever, but it's just super entertaining. And I love Bachelor in Paradise, my favorite one. So you kind of have to watch these ones to know who's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise. That makes it a little bit more fun if you have backstory to these other people. And it's just like a whole, yeah, it's like this Kardashians. Like I like kind of stuff like that. But then I like also the heavy hitter stuff too, like Homeland and Killing Eve. You know what I mean? Like I have that dichotomy of me, but... I really I I like the trash, but those are the only two I would say trashy. Like I don't real I don't no, watch the Housewives. I don't watch like those are the those are my two main the ones. selling the selling sunset oh. count the selling sunset's Do you pretty. Think that is? Yeah, I, I think, guess it's. Maybe. I think that's a, that's another thing where you could debate. So many shows are just kind of trashy. I don't think selling set. Oh, I don't know. I think it just became because that was a show that I've kind of watched. Like my girlfriend watches it, so like I've kind of seen it in the background, and it just kind of seems like. It seems like a reality show, but it also is cool. Like the concept of it is cool that they're selling like million dollar, like they're selling gorgeous houses, but like it just kind of seems like it turns into cat fights. It does. And it's too bad because I wish that the, but it wouldn't be a very good show if all the women got along. Do you know what I mean? But I also wish that the women were a little more like, let's build each other up and help each other out. But it'd be kind of a boring show maybe, but I love looking at those homes. Like to me, you have like these beautiful million dollar homes and then you have these like gorgeous women who sell them and then there's like fighting among the women or whatnot, right? Mm. But yeah, maybe it is considered trashy. I don't know. It's like a, it's like on the border for me. It's not quite Bachelorette. No, like it's not it's not on the same level of those shows. Yeah. Like if, if you were to tier it, Keeping Up with the Kardashians and Bachelorette are definitely in their own. Like there's other shows like that, like the 90 Day Fiance. There's definitely shows like that that are in the upper echelon. I would say... Yeah, no, I wouldn't say Selling Sunset is at the same level of those right. shows. It has a little bit more depth. 
maybe. Yeah, and they do. or something. It's well, just a little different. Well, and maybe. they had the huge, the big thing with like Justin Hartley. Yeah, that was really sad. I felt bad for her. Yeah, it's definitely not a, especially with cameras around you. It's, yeah, because that was like a real thing. That yeah, wasn't like like it's great for the show, like for the people that make the show because they're around her and they get these moments. But just on a human level, it's something that people. I don't think people realize that that's such a major event, especially of how like how much she talked about it and how much how in love she was with him yeah. and how they thought she thought they were going to be together forever and then just kind well, of generally when you get married, that's generally hopefully what everybody is aiming for i would hope so <laughs> so i hope that's what they were aiming for so yeah that was a bit of a rug pulled out from her so yeah it was sad but i love it i do love that show not that part of it but i like the i just love the homes too mm-hmm. that's they my, are, probably my favorite part and that's why you're a big hgtv oh uh, love it that's because that to me that's not trashy tv they're just no. like here is houses here is we're gonna show you these houses which one are they gonna buy the thing i love about those shows like I remember, like, it was a couple years ago, me and you went on, like, a House Hunters, like, we watch it all the time, like, taped it every day, watched it every day, because it's always just like, oh, I'm a dog groomer, and oh, I'm I'm an investment banker, but I actually don't work at a bank. What's your budget? Uh, $3.2 million, (laughs) and it's like, where do you you get this money from? (laughs) Yeah. It's always scenarios like that, but it's just... Hunter House Hunters International yeah, too is, is the was, one we well, watch. That's what we watch. Yeah, because then you're seeing like all around the world too, right? Mm-hmm. So fun. I know I haven't watched that in a long time. I should really crack that one out again. See oh. what's happening. That was a good thing to put on. Yeah, it's also something where you don't have to. Not that it's you not, don't have to pay attention the whole time, but it's just like, no. here, look at these houses. We're going to go to commercial it's a, break. It's HGTV I find is good when I'm like cooking. Like if I'm because my I can see my TV so I can cook and then, you know, pop you know glance and stuff Mm -hmm. right it's not like a i gotta sit and like focus Mm -hmm. so all right what do we got all right this week we got our movie challenges yes and uh we're bringing back the top tens yes back to back weeks but we we definitely we changed it up we talked about it on the last episode but let's let's start with the movie challenges yes definitely what why don't you go first because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you were so, so very happy with me. What what movie did you watch? Oh my gosh. So Jack made me watch Hubie. Hubie. Hubie Halloween. Yes. And what is what is this movie about? <sighs> okay, so Adam Sandler plays a this character who he loves his town of Salem that he lives in. Um, and he wants to protect it, but everybody, kids, adults, they all like pick on bully him in the town but he really does have good intentions great people in it uh i'm i'm gonna be honest tara it's awful like it's not i watched 40 minutes straight like just like focused watching it and then i had to start fast forwarding because i'm like this i can't commit this time to this movie which i did i said i said here's your movie i said you don't have to watch it because i also know you're not a big halloween person so i'm not a halloween person and adam sandler is a hit or miss for me i do love him most of the time i don't like when he makes that voice though and he makes it in this yeah yeah he talks funny and and it's like out of like each side of his mouth yeah he does it like that's his character um so it's yeah, but I will say the part of it, like the underlying part of like they're always picking on him. There is some actual storyline, <laughs> not storyline, but there is some actual like the way they pick on him and the way um, there's some real life kind of out of stuff they deal with. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, like, right? like um, I can't even, I, I know what you're saying, but yeah. I, I can't put it into the word. So, there's Adam Sandler, Julie, Julie Bowen, Kevin James, Ray Liotta. Steve Buscemi's really funny, actually, in it. He thinks he's a werewolf. It's pretty funny. Uh, Maya Rudolph and June Squibbly, and that plays his mom. And so the char- and there's more. There's so many characters in this. Like, it's they're all like SNL Adam people. Sandler. They kind of all have this own yeah. world. So, I, I, w- I wouldn't say, oh my gosh, you guys should really see this movie, because I really don't think that but i don't again i don't 
I don't want to be mean, but it's just, it wasn't for me. That's, and that's completely fair. Yeah. Like I, I don't like when Adam Sandler talks like that and I don't like Halloween and it wasn't scary. I don't like scary things. I wouldn't say I was too scared. I was just more like, I can't believe that this is how I'm spending my time. Yeah. That was more my thing. But so. this also, we did we talk about like why he made this movie? No, we didn't. But you go ahead. So Adam Sandler was yeah i don't he didn't write or direct on cut gems did he i don't think i don't know i, I think, don't think he just so. starred in it yeah. because it was the safety brothers who are, had a really good like whole like story behind how they made the movie and they had to make it because it's about a basketball like about a basketball player so they had to pick one that was in the east coast and had kind of good game bad game like back and forth just to like create that story but adam sandler he said, if if I don't get nominated for this movie, which is a movie I, I am kind of ashamed to admit I haven't watched. I know. I can't believe it. Even I've seen it. Yeah. Well, you, you like that kind of movie. It's, oh, it's, it's so good. thriller, isn't it? It's... Um, Suspenseful action. Yeah. I crime. don't even know what I... Yeah. I would say all of those It's things. just kind of a lot. It's, so, he's, so he said, if I don't get nominated for this, I'm going to make the worst movie ever. And that proclamation became Hubie Halloween, which yeah. you can completely attest to that. But I, I just love, I love Adam Sandler because he makes movies where just him and the people you said, they're always in his movies. Steve Buscemi is always in Adam Sandler movies. Right. They're just these people that are always like, it just seems like he makes these movies so he can go on vacation with his friends pretty much. Which is so fun, right? For sure. And how could you, and how could you not, not like that? Right? Like, Grown Ups, the first Grown Ups is really funny. The second one, it gets a little sillier, but yeah, it's just, he get like, grow, the first Grown Ups, he gets to go to a lake house with his friends. Like, that's yeah. just what it feels, that's why it just, to me, those movies feel so, like, real because it just feels like friends hanging out. Yeah. With different weird characters or whatever. Yeah. Are you going to watch the movie? uh probably yeah i would be curious to know but i think for next week's movie challenge since we're talking adam sandler i think you should do uncut gems i'm completely down for that okay because that's it, it's a movie i've wanted to watch yeah i think you should and be prepared you're gonna go for a ride like it's a ride it's yeah but that's good so then we can talk about it next week nice good and your movie jack my movie this week was wind river Jeremy Renner. Written and directed by Taylor Sheridan. Okay. I just felt like giving him that credit. Yeah, for sure. Um, Not to like bring this to a down point, but it was originally a Weinstein Company Ooh. movie that got dun, dun, dun. bought and redirected as soon as... That all happened? Yep. So that was... It was because yeah. it was just something when I looked, I'm like, ooh, that's not, that's not great. But yeah. resold, repurposed, yeah. completely away from that. That, good. Um, okay, so yeah, Wind, Wind River, based on true events, uh, it stars Co- Corey, who's Jeremy Renner. He's a fish and wildlife service tracker. Mm-hmm. So he tracks and hunts down animals like predators. Yep. Uh, he s- helps out Jane, who's an FBI agent played by Elizabeth Olsen. She's so good on it, right? Yeah, um, everyone is yeah. amazing in it. And they are both trying to solve the unexplained death of natalie hansen mm-hmm. and native american yes is what okay yes. i just want to make sure i know native american girl uh natalie hansen yep uh first of all sorry Ow. are you okay yeah sorry did you hit your bit. hand yeah i did it was itchy. okay sorry go it's okay um first of all loved it amazing yay uh, did i not say that though i knew you'd like it i yeah it's a great story again sucked my girlfriend right into it because i started it and she was leaving to go I, do something she told me. and yeah. then she's like can you, you pause it because <laughs> like you wait for me because the way that movie starts is the girl like that dies is just her Riding. running barefoot through yeah. this frozen whatever like field or uh, yeah um so uh the thing another thing i didn't like but there was just this kind of unexplained backstory where Corey has like an ex-wife because they're clearly it looks like they don't live together and Mm -hmm. he's picking up his son it's something where it's just it's kind of mentioned but not brought up again i guess that's kind of like i i I get why it's just a little kind of here's the story that could happen but it's not really that important yeah um so yeah jeremy renner's great i actually 
after watching it, I did redo the list. You bumped him, didn't you? You bumped something. So I ended up I ended up thinking about these movies again and I bumped the Mission Impossible the second like the second one he was in. Yeah. That's yeah. not as good. Um so I I ended up so I had Avengers at ten, Arrival, Captain America, Endgame, The Hurt Locker, The Town. I put Wind River at four. Wow. Because just the Southern accent mm-hmm. is pretty good. Like it's, or I mean, whatever his accent yeah, is, it's yeah. pretty good. It's it's different. Um, he's just like, he's a very complex character. And the way that he kind of cares about the story, because he knows the family of the girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just the personal aspect for him and how he helps trying trying to figure out this I mean, it is a crime, because, yes. uh, which we yes. find out later in the movie. Don't say. I'm not saying okay. what happens, but just once you get... Actually, do I have anything else before I just kind of... Um, it's a very dark story. It is very dark. Well, that's why I wasn't sure if your girlfriend would like it. I was kind of like, maybe you shouldn't watch it. There was, but- there was points when we just kind of turned it down and I told her to just not a time to watch yeah because you could just there's parts where you can see stuff developing and it's something nobody wants to see no for sure um i said the ending when i when i when we like ended like full ending all mm-hmm. things Done. solved <laughs> i thought of once upon a time in hollywood mm. because it's a very obviously it's not a, as slow of a build because it starts off with yes what our like subject is but i found most of it's pretty slow and just kind of seemed like normal like cop detective like investigative work mm-hmm. and then we kind of just hit this like the final like 15 20 minutes we're yeah. just kind of like what's happening we have flashbacks to learn what happened in the story and and yeah then it's just kind of chaos at the end yeah and is. very well done definitely recommend it but saying i recommend it you definitely need uh to be warned that it's a pretty dark movie it's it's heavy yeah. it's dark it's heavy it's not a ooh. i feel like family I'm, fun it's no. definitely no 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 you have to be in the right frame of mind for that mm-hmm. um i said the last thing i wrote was it's just a great all-around movie that is actually trying to do something to help the native american mm-hmm. community because at the end they have these facts and figures that there's no record for Native American women going missing. Yeah. So they don't know how many could possibly be. Yeah. Obviously, the based on true events things, I was actually talking about this with someone else recently, that it's hard with those movies because how can you... Because this obviously isn't... It's just based on true events, so stuff that actually happened. But a movie like... The person I was talking to said, like, straight out of Compton. Because I was thinking... Mm-hmm. I said, this, like, that still holds up because I, like, saw it in high school. And he's like, yeah, it does. Like, it's just most of the stuff that happens, you just kind of know is true. You learn some things about the story. And then there's obviously some things where you can't make it everything the same because it'd be it'd be like, okay, this is a little boring. Like, this, their lives aren't as... Yeah, for you got to Hollywoodize it. That's yeah, all. Which is something that even we both said, it's like, it's not a bad thing. You kind of have it's, to. It's not a bad thing. You're still you're still bringing awareness. They still brought awareness to the Native community and how they're treated and how, you know, like how, what they deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, John, I can never say his name right. Barenthal? Barenthal? Uh, I'm not sure who that was. Who was that? Um, he isn't like the flashback. He's not in it for oh, okay. just, just that one flashback is what he's in for. Oh, I know who you're talking about, right? Yeah. It's pretty like big name actor. That's in a pretty small role. Yeah. Only in it for I a few love, minutes. I love when actors do that though. Like when yeah, they, when they, they really just want to be part of a project and they don't even care what role and it's small and then they make an impact and stuff. I love when actors do that. Mm-hmm. That made so, me, th- that made me think of, um, the Hubie Halloween that, uh, ben Stiller was in it. Oh yeah, Ben Stiller's in it. He's in it, like not like I think he's only in it for like the one scene, yeah, or not much. But it created, it made everyone talk about. Um, so the character that Ben Stiller played played in another movie. I can't remember which Adam Sandler movie it was, but he'd already played that character in another movie. Mm-hmm. So everyone started saying, "Oh, is like Adam Sandler gonna create the Sandler verse no. where like all of his characters <laughs> are in one movie?" Yeah, and you kind of and then. 
the part that made me laugh is he repeats so many people in his movies that like do the does every version of each character going to be in a right, movie? Right, That's funny. It's funny that how the internet ran with that because just this one guy, this one small role and... Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right. What am I watching next week? Um, I don't know. All right. Let me know. Well, you, I mean, we're recording this October 29th. October 30th is the beginning of season two of The Mandalorian. And surprise, I watched it All of and it? finished it. Yes, wow. I did. That's what I, so, I no, mean. No, finished talk. it Tuesday night. Nice. Yeah, so, I, I asked Adam, like, I just have, like, I think, like, three or four episodes and he was like sure and i was like mm-hmm. see remember how we watched the re we talked when we said what movies will you rewatch? if it's star, star wars, wars related he will re-watch it so yeah i finished it off a great i loved it i was so engaged i loved char- the characters i love baby yoda i love it all i love the star wars world so i'm so excited because now i get to watch it with my boys me too so we'll probably yes. i mean not that it matters to everyone else we'll probably watch it saturday maybe oh just a maybe well we'll see yeah we don't know what's happening i mean it's your birthday happy birthday it is to you to me yep it is um favorite episode before we get into Ooh, that's a great question because they're all good for, for their me, own reasons for me it's hard because it's just like a blended story now and i can't really um i i would say i would I don't know if I can say, but when he goes back to get baby Yoda, I really liked that. Like he dropped him off at that guy's place and then he kind of went back to get him and he just had a. That's pretty early in it though. Like he drops it off to like Werner Herzog. Yeah. And then like just starts. Yeah. Killing people to get him back. I really liked when he, I was so obsessed with, was his name? Krill? The man on the the little the little man on the it's um oh yeah 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 the I one it's krill no Gr- i don't oh. remember his name but i do know who you're talking about the guy who um gives him the like the things to ride and oh. helps him fix the ship no mm-hmm. cost whatsoever He's yeah, just, he just him. said He's i'm my favorite i'm done with war i just want to want peace yeah so anything where he was in i was pretty in so i really um yeah it was funny because when you guys watched it, I happened to see this one particular episode, this one particular part, and I had forgotten about it until it started happening. And then I started to cry last night or on Tuesday night. I was like, I knew it was coming, which I can't, I don't want to say on here, but I'll tell you afterwards. But okay. I just was like, because I kept saying, oh, I love like this. I love this. I love this. And then it was like, oh, I know what's coming. I've forgotten. I had put it in a small dark box in my brain. And then it all got opened up. I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Now. It is definitely a tough part. My my favorite episode had to be the, like, it almost felt like a play where they were in the prison trying to break the guy out. And just everyone. Oh, Dad said it was your least favorite. What? With Bill Burr? Yeah. He's like this, Jack hated this episode. And I was like, I loved it. That was my favorite episode. I don't know. We need to, is he still here? What, no, what? I don't know. I think he's getting ready for work. But. Oh, lame. But no, that was my favorite episode. How how would I not, how could you not like that episode? It it's so, I know. And then I'm watching, I'm like, he didn't like this. He said you didn't like the Bill Burr character. No, I thought it was funny. Well, because Bill Burr, for like at his stand-ups, would like talk shit about Star Wars, and then he's in it, which just to me that was just funny. Like it was just okay. Yeah, he was like, no, Jack hated. I would say that might have been my favorite episode for sure. My favorite episode, just fascinating, and just the way they do it, and just the like almost like horror movie style, where it's just like we're in this small place. Yeah, how are we getting out of here? Yeah, he's so, and the Mandalorian guy is so good too. And I loved um, a couple of the women, like the one Gina girl. Mm-hmm. I loved her. She was kick ass. Oh, Dad's like, who, who is she? And I'm like, I don't know. She's some um, MMA fighter. Like, she's. Oh, that kind of makes sense. Oh, I loved her. I was obsessed with her. Yeah. Anyways, I'm excited about this second season. And I'm always excited to have a show with you and Dad or, or just you or whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. there's, you know, you have your sports and I have my apparently trashy TV. And so it's nice to have, you know, a show that we watch together. And especially that this is, we're bringing, it's bringing back something. I, I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but we've talked about extensively the, how do you figure out the streaming 
binge watch slash like mm-hmm. week to week and the mandalorian yeah. is one it's, episode week to week yeah i have to say dad was really he was so mad because it ended tuesday and he's like now you only have to wait three days for this cliffhanger where i've had to wait a year or whatever and i was yeah. like i know i really like watching tv like that <laughs> i like when i'm i feel like when i did game of thrones and i did it all like six seasons in like i don't know right three bo- weeks like and then right, it, right, right before, before the season next, seven yeah, yeah and i was like i didn't have to wait long whereas other people had to wait like a really long time so i think i think i started watching after season six too but like uh, maybe I watched season six. Maybe I watched right after season five. But like again, I watched a lot, and then we had like the year gap in between the last yeah. two seasons. Where yeah. at least in that moment, Dad and I were both like, "All right, at least she has to wait for this. <laughs> we all have to." I know. There's he gets so mad. He's like, "Oh, you only have to wait three days." I'm like, "Yep, I sure do." All right, you ready to get yes. into this top ten? This is we talked about it last week. Okay, this is hour i feel like that's very important before i just put top 10 sports movies then i put my top 10 sports movies Uh, yes and i have a few my beginning caveat is quote unquote sports movies that i don't think deserve to be counted as sports movies oh okay okay uh jerry Maguire. okay not a sports movie. Not a sports movie. I it's would agree a, with that. It's a, like, I don't have that on my list. I didn't even consider it, actually. No, well, I mean, I, I love that. We both love that movie. For sure. But it's not a sports movie. Sports is very not, much in the background. Yeah, like it's there are sports there. Yeah, but it's not. It's, you know, indirectly, but it's not about sports. That's why I wanted to include these. Um, million, million Dollar Arm. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, that's John Hamm. And the Lake pitching. Bell. Yeah, and they yeah. have to go to India and develop pictures. That one's a little bit more of a sports movie, but... I don't think that. I think I was thinking Million Dollar Baby, but even mm. that's a like boxing movie. Yeah, it's a movie. boxing movie. Um, the Blind Side. Okay, yeah. Not, not a sports movie. No. I I, again, again, I love that movie, it. but I didn't put it on my list either. Um, Trouble. I don't know. Did you ever see Trouble with the Curve? Mm, no. It's Amy so. Adams and Clint Eastwood. Oh, and she plays her uh, his daughter, and she takes over then for. Uh, they're both baseball scouts. Yeah. I do kind of remember it. I think I'm gonna I, say you're gonna watch that one this week. All right, because I really, I really like that movie. I have to write it down because you know how many times I'm gonna ask you. You're probably still gonna ask me after. One hundred percent. I, I, yeah, trouble with the curve. That's what it is. Yep. Okay. I don't know where you can find it, but that's. I'll find it. Um, the last one I put, and it was just kind of a. Like recently, it's become a movie that's gained not bigger meaning but just i like better meaning for sports fans it's brian song i don't know if you've ever oh it sounds familiar it's older right yeah it's james con and i can't remember who plays the other character but it's uh brian piccolo who was like a player for the chicago bears he had a disease and ended up passing away Mm. and the other main character because they were like really good friends especially the whole like white black relationship was big especially for that time uh the other like player from the Bears, Gail Sayers, passed away recently. So just oh. kind of one where I looked at it and I was just like, no, I remember watching that movie and it was just kind of mm. gained a bigger meaning. Right. So yeah, that was my quote unquote sports movies. All right. I have, I have another question. Do you think I should do it before or after? The question? I qu- just a question about the do, doing the research for these movies. Uh, why don't you ask me before? Okay. Um, what sport do you think is the best made for movies? Football. Hey, this is. I'm glad we have different answers because all I, almost all of mine. I had to be so not that I wanted different sports on my list because I don't think you should ever do that. I think it should be this is my favorite what's movie. Yours, yes, yeah. but when I was looking through some lists and getting you know getting my brain around that, it was a lot of football. I liked a lot of football. That's interesting because I, I get I get I get football. I get the like. Especially, so, I know one of these, I feel like one of the movies we might have the same is very like realistic looking to football. Mm-hmm. I would say baseball. Yeah, I, I understand that. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, basketball, it, like it is hard. Like they Especially were all... because every sports movie has to use the, okay, we got to this point, whatever. Now it's five seconds left on the clock. Are they going to make that last shot? Or last touchdown whatever every sports movie always has to use that which kind of sucks but i mean it's not like you can be like all right 
Jackie Robinson's batting. They're actually up 15 to nothing right now. <laughs> like, you couldn't do that. Yeah. But. Well, it said when I was reading, I'm like, what makes a good sports movie? And they basically said it's some kind of redemption story, and you always need a good training montage. Always. Like, give do. me a good, like, training montage music. They're all running around. They're whatever. They're working out. Yeah. You that, know, that, in the rain and the mud. Yeah. And the, you know, like, yeah. That made me that made me think a movie I didn't put on here was Creed 2. Okay. Which I think the whole movie as a whole, I think I need to watch it again. But just the movie as a whole, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. But the montage was one of the best. Of him I've, working out yeah. in the desert. Incredible. One of the best I've I know ever that's, seen. I was going to say, I know that's always your big thing is, especially with like a Rocky movie. What yeah. what are we doing? Like, how are you getting me amped up to get ready for this yeah. fight? Give me some good tunes. Mm-hmm. Give me some like blood, sweat and tears kind of going into it. And I'm, I'm in. I'm mm-hmm. in for the ride. I'm like, yes, I feel with this like... You know, like you just, it scoops me in. So it's good. All right. Are we doing like just top 10? Like we're just going to go 10, 9, 8? Yeah. 7, 6, 5. Okay. 4. 3, 2, 1. Yeah. I know we're going to do it. Okay. Um, I didn't do an honorable mentions this time. I, I didn't either, but I, I know I'm missing a lot. I, I don't know if I'm going to be, I don't know if I'm ever going to be happy with this list. I have to say out of all of our top tens, this is maybe the hardest one for me. It definitely was agonizing. I just should, I realized I did cheat in one way. I put two movies in one category. I did too. Because they were just, they're very similar movies. <laughs> I finished it. My number six has two movies in it. Because I was like, I'm not choosing between these two. No, I'm just mine's, not. Mine's number nine. So oh, okay. we'll get so, to okay, it. So number my 10. number 10 is called Wildcats. It's from 1986, and it's Goldie Hawn plays a female coach for a football team. Mm-hmm. So I just, I love the, first of all, I love Goldie Hawn. It's an 80s movie. It's about football, but it's got more than that. It's about a woman coming in to, but it's not like feministy. It's not like don't, you know, but it's just about these men respecting her and her trying to prove herself. I was going to say, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't, I have not seen this movie, but. I wouldn't, when you said it, I, I didn't sound like feministy, but I could just imagine, doesn't matter the year, if you walk into a football locker room as a woman and yeah. you're their coach, that they're, just at first, they're not going to listen to you, but I imagine as the movie goes on, course, you, get right? res- you get their respect, you know, show how yes. smart, she shows how smart she is yeah. and how she can lead them to wins. Yeah. So Wildcats was always like, I loved anything Goldie Hawn, especially in the 80s and 90s. Like, I just loved her. So any any time I can put her on a list, I will. So, isn't yeah. Goldie Hunt not to sidetrack too far? Isn't that wasn't she the one that was on stage with Warren Beatty when the they messed no. up the Oscar? No, it was um, oh my gosh, I can see her face. I want to say Faye Dunaway. Oh yeah, yeah, because s- yeah, because she just kind of dipped off the stage. That's a great moment. We should like go back when <laughs> we should do funny. a reoscarables about that, and yeah. then we could talk about that mo- just that like moment of. How crazy it was. How we shouldn't get into it too much now. Okay. Your number right. 10. My number 10 is Draft Day. Okay. Draft Day is Kevin Costner's 585th sports movie, which I realized <laughs> so in this research. True. He's in every sports movie. Every sports movie, especially baseball. Yeah, he's a big, big baseball. So yeah. this one, he is the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. It is Draft Day. Okay. And you basically go through his day, and it's a very, not like, again, not all of it is just realistic, but it's very like, he calls another team and says, hey, I'm looking to trade this pick mm-hmm. or I'm looking to do this. And it's just kind of conversations that teams definitely have with each other that we don't get to see that they just kind of bring to a unrealistic light. I actually forgot about the movie. It is a good movie for sure. Because and it's very- I'm not a Kevin Costner fan. Sorry. Like, he's just not. He's, he wouldn't be, you know, someone. He, he wouldn't get me to the movie. That's, no. Yeah. But it Unless is, it's a sports movie. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I can't wait to see if we have any the same now. Because I'm I, like, yeah, for I actually don't one. think we will. That is so fascinating. Okay, go. Um, so yeah, you basically go through that day. Um, you find out about like a the guy who's supposed to be the number one pick, but nobody likes him. Like mm-hmm. none of his teammates went to his birthday party, which sounds r- like ridiculous. But if you're on a college team, you're in an environment like that, and people don't want to hang out with you. It makes a difference. It yeah. means you're difficult to work with. There's there's something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really cool to how kind of behind the scenes of sports work sometimes yeah behind the scenes of teams you know who else who's in it and i honestly didn't think about it until like i started talking about the movie and thinking about some of the scenes like um i was about to say dennis quaid not dennis quaid dennis o'leary 
Okay. I want to say is the coach Mm -hmm. like of the team and he gets mad because he trades picks away and I wanted this guy. Why aren't you taking this guy? Yeah. But um, now I can't remember his name. Uh, Jonah from Veep. Oh, okay. Uh, Oh, gosh. I have no idea what his name is. Something Simmons. Oh, okay. Um, He's in the movie. He doesn't have a big role, but I just thought of his like big Big lanky ass getting up and I was like, oh, man, if this is Veep, they would just call him godzilla or something and yeah uh okay my number nine is if you build it they will come oh i was like wait that's what the movie's called no i was trying to see if you knew kevin costner kevin costner again uh so field of dreams 1989 he builds um this baseball field no what do you call it diamond Diamond. okay baseball field is like baseball ball yeah this will be fun because of my terminology. Baseball, baseball court. Yeah, baseball court. <laughs> so he builds the... So the whole movie is kind of about that and then the old legends all... And it's in. about like... It's a very like... If you love baseball, like that's kind of the whole thing. And yeah, if you build it, they will come and yeah. all of these... Do you have that baseball- movie on your list? No. Wow. Okay. Just now, it's not... I, I liked I it, but it's just... To me, it's a... I think it's a generational. It just doesn't get to me as yeah. much. If they made one... If they like modernized it and like Derek Jeter and like guys from the 2000s were walking out, I think it's yeah. something I would relate to more. Right. Yeah. I like recognized who those guys were, yes, but it's not something, sure. but it yeah. didn't have as much of, because I didn't watch them play, it didn't have as much of an impact yeah. on me. Yeah. All right. All right. Number nine. My number nine is my cheating one. Okay. Um, I put Coach Carter yes. slash The Way Back. Okay. Because they're kind of like it's a coach taking a like kind of down on their luck team. And the way back. Oh, yeah, it is. Ben I Affleck. was thinking it was Ben Affleck with his drinking yeah. issue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying like, no, but uh, we yeah. got confused. Um, Coach Carter is the better movie. I just wanted to put the way back there just to say it is a really good movie. It it's well done. Movie. And yep. the like drinking problem coach. But Coach Carter is more of kind of a team that has bad grades and like they're not a team. He kind of makes them become a team and towards... I think it's towards the end of the movie a kid isn't allowed to play mm-hmm. but it's on my list it is okay yeah. so we'll talk about no, that no, more it's, you... it's just it's my do you want me to say what number it is sure. or no it's yeah. my number seven and i just liked that it was it wasn't it wasn't about basketball it was teaching them how to be men yeah, like it was better, better men better men and and how he said academics are first athletic is second Mm -hmm. you know like i like and it's it's not something you would expect from a coach to say ever really he is it's a true it's based on a true story yeah and he is i believe the first black coach isn't he or maybe i'm getting mixed up with another anyways probably not but i think i'm getting mixed up with a different movie which i also have on my list but well i don't think it's this one anyways sorry yeah um but yeah it's just a good like it's a it's a good like feel-good story it is. And, it's and, inspirational and, and it's... they come together as a team too because yeah. the one guy that can't play has to do however many push-ups and he has to run suicides and all of that and as he starts to do it because that's all he wants he just wants to get back on this team guys start standing up and almost in the sense of like i'm spartacus go okay i'm gonna start running laps okay i'm gonna start doing this mm-hmm. and everyone just starts joining it together and he just kind of it's a great moment where he just gets to go and sit back and be like this is a team like yeah. i can well because his option were was he was like about to be um i don't know if it was the gun it was like all guns and there was some shootout thing and he was like you know i think in his head he's like i'm gonna have to swallow my ego and i have to go back otherwise i'm gonna end up in jail or dead yeah. and at least this gave me some direction and gave me some focus in life so mm-hmm. it's a great great movie yep so that was your number nine yeah with the cheating of the way, the way back. back but coach carter is the better movie or but like I, the I movie agree i would you. prefer yeah way back is a really good movie too um okay so my number eight is creed which i'm sure is on your list it is uh so we let's not even touch on it let's do it when you do it but it's creed and then i already said my number seven so you do six and seven eight, eight and seven eight, <laughs> eight and seven my number Tired. eight is <laughs> I'm so tired. Long Sorry. day. Uh, is Mighty Ducks 2. I knew you'd have Mighty Ducks. I had to. The first one is really good. The second one takes it to another level yeah. just because they get to... It's kind of ridiculous that they just kind of pick this team. They represent Team USA in this kind of junior Olympic style tournament. Um, their big rival ends up being Iceland, which mm-hmm. I think is 
probably the dumbest part of the movie that right. Iceland not even not even icy compared to Greenland but right. um and it's not as much like it's kind of about the kids but it's more about like Gordon Bombay played by Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. They're in Los Angeles or like California for this tournament and he kind of starts getting into the limelight Mm -hmm. and like athletes and celebrities are kind of paying attention to him. So you kind of see him go through his ego trip, which he was a lawyer and like he uh, was a lawyer in the first one. So his ego is already there. Now he's getting like celebrities that want to talk to him and he pitches a shoe to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right. Or uh, I think it was Kareem, but you just kind of see and the kids start resenting him for that. And he's like, if you should just be our coach, you shouldn't be worried about the other things. Yeah. Um, the only real problem I have with this movie, and it's just a personal thing is that they show that they show the USA. They beat like Trinidad. They beat team Italy. They play Iceland twice. I think they play Russia. The only country they don't face. They don't even show once is Canada. Canada. They just, they just, they are, just, we're just we just ignore Canada. They're eliminated from the tournament. And funny enough, Wayne Gretzky is in this movie, who is Canadian, <laughs> right. in the United States team's locker room. Yeah. And it's like, mm, don't think he would really do that. No. And I think our Canadian team could have done something. Yeah. Could have been a part of it, even if they just hired a bunch of people to be like, oh, hey, how's oh. it going? Just be nice. Just, <laughs> just think, be nice and say sorry. And, and, yeah. you, and you can beat them, sure. But yeah. just include them. I know. That is true, for sure. So you said seven. So my number seven, yeah. which I assume is on your list somewhere, is Any Given Sunday. It is. Okay. So we'll talk about that when you get to... Where do you have it? Uh, this uh, my cheating one. Oh, it's my your cheating num- one? My so cheating number... one is number six. Okay. So I have Any Given Sunday and I have Friday Night Lights. I know they're not the same, but it's the same sport. And I was like, I can't choose between them. That's, that's So fair. what I said in my head was Friday Night Lights, I love because it's inspired. It inspired the TV show, which we loved the TV show. Yep. But any given Sunday, I loved. The only thing is Oliver Stone sometimes. It's Oliver Stone, right? Yeah, did, yeah. It gets so a little. It sometimes gives me a bit of something like not motion sickness when like I'm it's a shaky cam yeah but then we're on a football field with a shaky cam yeah. it's it gets weird it gets, gets you know so and then you have Cameron Diaz who is so good in that movie and so I yes I put any given Sunday and Friday Night Lights together <laughs> and um, yeah any given Sunday it is a it's a football story that could be told today because Dennis Quaid is an aging quarterback and he has all this like pedigree and everyone just kind of respects him. And then you have Willie Beeman played by uh, Jamie Foxx, who's mm-hmm. this like young, yes. fun, athletic quarterback, which is 100% like if you could put a fictional quarterback in the NFL right now, it's Willie Beeman. He makes right. sense like yeah. for how teams play now. But he's like, yeah, he's fun, athletic. He's got a good arm. Like he's just he's a talented quarterback and he just kind of is the backup until Dennis Quaid gets hurt. Right. Dennis is Quaid. that the... Is that the movie, though, where somebody shoots somebody in the end zone? No. There's a football movie in the rain. It's raining, and all of a sudden, he pulls out a gun and shoots somebody. I'm going to figure out what that movie is. That's that's that sounds very interesting. I know. There's there's a football movie where that happens, and I can't remember why. Anyways, I'm going to figure out what that movie is. And you'll get back to me next week. I'll, I'll go back to you on that. Thank you. Okay. Um, What am I? Uh, that number six. You just did six because it was your cheating one. I thought thought your cheating one was going to be something different, but I don't want to say it until you get to the end of your list because I assume those movies, at least one of them is going to be on there. Yeah. My number six is He Got Game. He Got Game. Is um, Spike Lee directed. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Basketball. Yeah. It stars Ray Allen Mm -hmm. as Jesus Shuttlesworth, a very talented high school player. Um, And Denzel Washington is his estranged father that tries to get back into his life. They have, there's so many good stories that have come out of this. Like there's a scene where they're playing one-on-one and in, they didn't give them a script. They just said, hey guys, like just start playing. We're going to record it. And Denzel Washington scored the first few baskets on Ray Allen and Ray Allen was still pretty young. I don't think he was in the NBA yet Mm -hmm. or maybe had just gotten drafted, but he like Denzel like didn't take it easy on him right. and ray allen was just like oh we're like actually playing oh. and then <laughs> dominates him which <laughs> yeah. happens in the movie too right. which is such a cool story to come out of it that i'm glad we got to hear that they actually just started playing and then kind of almost like the like bill Hader, lebron james and train wreck oh, so where he gets the one basket yeah. like i just scored on lebron james i'm leaving like, now that's it i'm done 
Yeah. It's funny to think about those relationships that could happen between an NBA player and just a actor. Yeah. Um, the movie as a whole, like, it's just it's mostly just about their relationship and right. trying to get it back. But just overall, I mean, Spike Lee is a oh, great director great. and it's really great. And just a really and just. I honestly saying it's a basketball movie and thinking about the plot, it's not as much about basketball, right. but it's just it's too much in the forefront to not be for me at least to be yeah, a right. sports movie with a, a little bit of, of drama. A lot of them are like there's a couple on my list that I'm like, yes, it's about a sport, but there is so much more, right? Mm-hmm. Very good. Yep. Okay. But number five. Yep. Remember the Titans. That is one of the ones I thought were going to be there. Yeah. So it's um it's a true story. Uh, that's another thing I found. I, I was really drawn to the true story ones. And um, so newly appointed coach, Denzel Washington. Oh, this is the one. He was the first African-American coach. That's where I was. Um, and it's the first uh, like racially integrated football team. Mm-hmm. And um, Hayden Penetier's little little munchkin in it and Uh she's really cute because she knows a lot about football and she's always giving them a hard time and um what i like about it is is the racial part of it too and he makes them to to work as a team he makes you know like a white player with a black player room together and he was like you know you're gonna come and you're gonna tell me about you know something about this person so you have to kind of get to know them ryan gosling's in it that's what that was gonna be my thing that everybody everybody loved ryan gosling plays a cornerback yeah and he is like his character on the field is horrible and everyone's like all right ryan gosling may be this attractive movie star but he was he was not a good defensive player and yeah remember the titans yeah so that yeah so that was mine yeah isn't that i don't want to I think we can talk about the ending of them or like the true story because isn't that the one where there's the car accident? Yeah. And I'm trying to think of there's several movies like this, but is it the one where they say like the like white guy gets in an accident, the black guy standing there and they say like, oh, like only family, like family and close friends. He's like, can you not see like that's my brother? Mm. I don't know if it's that I movie, feel but feel like it is because he shows up at their house or something after. Or, yeah, I'm not. I, I know, I think I know what you're saying, and I'm pretty sure that is a movie. I haven't obviously seen it in a really long time. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that is. There is definitely a death. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But it is like, yeah, it's a good, it's a, that would, it's a good one for sure for mm-hmm. the true story and for the interracial. Yeah. Uh, my number five is one we could finally talk about Creed. Creed. The first Creed. What my- is that? Number five? five five yeah wow yeah there's just i would have said two or three for that one for you that's crazy i can't wait to hear yeah because it could have four and five were kind of the toss-up yeah and then from there it was pretty pretty solid but i didn't put anything for creed because i'm like that old jack will just take over that like i literally have stuff for all mine and then creed has just went boxing because <laughs> i was like yeah that'll be jack's he'll roll with that one i do it is my it is one of my favorite movies yeah. which kind of makes me think why am i putting it that low it's just know. kind of the true i think it's the true stories of the rest of them that put it ahead okay no that's i just think it's fascinating i wasn't trying to make you no, no, no I, I question know. yourself no no i could always go back it, it really you it, can change it <laughs> between one between one and five they're all pretty interchangeable yeah yeah uh so creed stars adonis creed mm-hmm. who is the son of apollo creed famous from the rocky franchise it's a extension of the rocky franchise mm-hmm. um so uh, Adonis is like a, I said it's Michael B. Jordan, right? Michael uh, B. Jordan yeah. plays Adonis Creed and he is a semi-amateur boxer that is undefeated in Mexico and then wants to take on a pro career, starts trying to train himself, meets Rocky Balboa, mm-hmm. obviously Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts to train him until he tries to take a fight that he doesn't think he's ready for. Then he says, I'm not training you. And then they do this whole like training camp where the way it starts is the first day they're starting this is they're going to drive over to the boxing gym and Rocky just goes, um, he gets in his van. He's like, oh, what do you think? What do you think you're doing? Mm-hmm. He's like, we're going to the boxing gym. He's like, oh, no, I'm driving. You're running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he runs to the gym and he's like freezing and like he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that was just your warm up. Yeah, here we go. And then they end up they end up getting to a like championship level fight 
pretty much just because his name is Creed. Yeah. Which is not great, which isn't what he he wanted to go by Adonis Johnson. But Mm -hmm. in order to take a fight of that level, the guy, which is a pretty good side story, the guy that he's going to fight is uh, about to be sent to jail for like gun possession. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's about, that's really Mm -hmm. about it. It does have, it's also Tessa Thompson. I know, she's so good in it. She, and becomes the love interest of Michael B. Jordan. And that's kind of the side story. Mm -hmm. And um, great the i think the it's a good debate between which training montage is better yeah because creed 2 is like in the desert like creed 2 the first one is different because it had so set in philadelphia because that's where rocky was Mm -hmm. it's a scene where michael b jordan's running through like just the streets of philadelphia and everybody on their like atvs and dirt bikes and stuff like that all start riding beside him and like running riding with him they're doing wheelies and there's a Meek Mill song playing, which is like a big Philadelphia staple. Mm-hmm. And it's just to me, that one's a little bit better just yeah. because he's he's he stops right outside the gym. Everyone's surrounding him. And, I'd have to watch it again and compare. And he's like doing this like like shadow boxing. And then he like yells up to Rocky and he's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. Whatever. Yeah. It's a it's a good culmination. All right. Well, I'd have to I'd have to watch both and compare. And All I, right. I can get back to you. On that. If you want, I can help you with that research. OK, <laughs> thanks so great all right number Uh, number four my number four is rudy so football movie 1993 sean astin he plays like this really like he's just a little guy and he wants to play for notre dame did i say that word notre dame notre dame yeah notre dame no i said it no notre dame is like the french way of saying notre dame notre dame uh football again based on a true story i don't really have a lot like i just remember i remember i just remember really liking the movie i haven't seen it in a really long time and i just remember the rudy rudy and just how because everyone starts to cheer for him to yeah, get in and play because he he just he persevered so hard he just wanted it so badly and i think it's just a nice movie for you to show if you just you know yeah does he become the best football player no he doesn't guys spoiler alert but he works his ass off to get on the team and you know just getting on the team is an yeah. accomplishment and he just you know the rudy and stuff so yeah that's it for my number four i got it again yeah. true story i think is a true very story. big theme my number four is 42 42 that's the, my number three. Oh, so good we can yeah so we can just talk about it um stars chadwick boseman mm-hmm. as jackie robinson yep. And again, a true story is something that obviously didn't live through. So getting to see, mm-hmm. obviously, I knew about like the racial injustice and how much everyone just really hated him. I thought what was great about that movie was the characters that were anti Jackie Robinson were mm-hmm. very outspoken and vocal about it. Yeah, calling him the N word and yeah. screaming at him that he shouldn't be here. He doesn't deserve to be here. Yeah. It just all all he does is just put his head down and work. That's he all does. he... Well, I like the scene, too, because Harrison Ford plays a great character because he's the one that brings him mm-hmm. on. And he's like, do you... Like, there's a great like conversation between them where he's like, do you want me to f- fight them? And he goes, no, I want you to not... I want you to have enough strength to not fight them or enough whatever yeah. that... Like, it's a whole thing and you think, yeah, you fight back. And he's like, no, I want the opposite, actually. I want you to just go out there and do your job kind of thing. And it's it's that change in him and he's like okay i'm just gonna do my job and i'm gonna try and but how how hard that must have been for him in that to just say don't fight when it just the world feels like the world is against you Well, just it, like it, i don't care how strong you are if somebody's like derogatory comments at you eventually it's gonna wear down on you and just what he had to go through and his wife and you know just yeah so i was so happy to see a movie i was happy to see that movie made because i think well now we have chadwick you know we have a little piece of him mm-hmm. and yeah so and the racism and what they had to go through is just unbelievable mm-hmm. yeah so it was my number three mm-hmm. it was That's your number four my number three is rocky four okay it's fine okay can i just say and this, then you say i didn't put rocky but if i did if i did put a rocky movie on my list i would have been number four it, okay i'm glad we're on the same not that any of the there's not only the fifth one is to me the only one that's not really watchable it's kind of weird but yeah um the first three are great 
Like no, no question. Apollo Creed's like I great. I did see them, but I just, I really think that it was four that really. Well, because of Rocky it's montage, man, it's the it's the winter montage. <laughs> it is so. Rocky Four is uh, Apollo Creed is fighting Ivan Drago, who is this Russian, just looks like a machine. Yeah, st- built straight out of a lab. They fight in this like kind of charity event, or eh, not charity event, but it it wasn't as like official. Apollo. Dan- like his dancing with James Brown before fighting mm-hmm. probably affected his boxing. Yeah. Um, Rocky, I don't remember which way it goes. I think Rocky refuses to throw in the towel yeah. and Apollo ends up dying yeah. in the ring. Yeah. And Drago just says, nah, if he dies, he dies. Mm-hmm. And very like, I think seeing this Rocky four makes Creed two better mm-hmm. is because you saw you kind of saw on Drago's side like what it was really like in that time. And then in, in Creed 2, it's very, you lost to this American. Yeah. And now what like, embarrassment like you're ashamed, yeah. like why like we're mm-hmm. not respecting or helping you. Yeah. But Rocky 4, yeah, is just so then Rocky Balboa takes over. He says, I'm going to fight him, even though I think he says he retires like every movie. Yeah. And, um, goes to russia on christmas day to fight just to just because he doesn't care and all he wants to do is fight he doesn't need any of the distractions in his way he goes out to a cabin in the middle of the as well say the desert in the middle of nowhere runs up a mountain he's chopping trees i think that montage is great because rocky's doing everything like the rustic like yeah i'm doing pull-ups in a barn (laughs) and drago is like training in, in this facility with right. like the most high tech stuff yeah. and it just kind of they go back and forth of them training they're doing the same things but they're doing it so differently and yeah. then the fight is pretty good the only thing that really you can't really blame them for is some punches because apparently they do let them fight a little bit in those movies mm-hmm. like apparently at one point Dolph Lundgren actually put like Sylvester Sloan in the hospital for a few days um, but in it sometimes you can kind of see a punch and their head goes back, but there's not actually like you don't actually see them like get yeah, hit. They yeah. just kind of like react. I have a hard to time it. with boxing movies too. Like I just I don't know. Well, I have a hard I, time with boxing though. Like yeah. I don't want to watch somebody beat somebody up. So because that's also the thing with Creed is in that movie there is a knockout punch or like a put someone to the mat. Mm-hmm. They actually had to do it like live right. and. I feel like I can say that it's Michael B. Jordan gets punched Mm -hmm. and like gets like knocked to the ground and they showed they had like live video of them doing it like Sylvester Sloan it's a great video is like narrating these he's like oh there's no nice little kid (laughs) Michael B. Jordan about to take this hit and like the guy hits him and he's like out cold and like you could see the spit and whatever go out and he asked him after he's like oh so like how much did you put on that punch he's like oh like 30 40 percent and he's oh, like oh my god boy. <laughs> and people get up from that which yeah. i think gives gives you an appreciation and i mean the last thing about rocky four is he ends the cold war he does <laughs> he just it's funny because that movie's 19 i want to say like 91 somewhere somewhere yeah. between like 87 and 91 yeah where like cold war is very prevalent yeah. and then he just in the middle of the fight gets the entire country of russia <laughs> cheering for rocky <laughs> right it's completely ridiculous yeah but it just it's funny that in that time frame everyone goes yeah rocky saved he saved the cold war that's it Done. and then he goes through this like what why the two guys have to be killing each other <laughs> up here and like this hat like guy got like just even in if you just think of it as a real life event, this guy got punched in the head for the last like hour and now he, he's supposed to talk to the country of Russia that probably doesn't understand him. Yeah, for sure. Great movie though. It's like, it is. Yeah. I mean, no, if I was to put a Rocky movie, it would be number four. Uh, okay, my number two. Number two. I can't wait to hear if we have the same number one. I feel like we might. Right. My number two is We Are Marshall. Okay, I thought so. I thought you were gonna do remember the Titans and we are Marshall as like one yeah. to try to cheat, but so football movie again, mm-hmm. two thousand and six. It's based on a true story where the entire team coaches not sorry, not the entire team, but Most, majority like, of the team and the coaches are killed in a plane crash. And so they bring in the new coach, Matthew McConaughey, and some of the surviving teammates, and they try to rebuild their team. Like it is, again, it is about football, but it's about so much more because it's about, 
healing a team and bringing bringing um, uh, focus. I don't know what is focus, but like just healing, I guess. And and they all grieve, and then they they have to move on because unfortunately that's life. We you know you have to keep moving, and so he kind of comes to the town and. You don't have that one on your list? I do not. Wow. Oh my God. It's like such a good movie. That's crazy. Again, I just, I like sports movies, but I just, when I looked at it, I just thought I like the balance of like having a pretty much even amount of movies for all types of sports. Yeah. That's funny. Okay. My number two yeah. is Moneyball. Moneyball. Which oh, I know is, right. Which I know is not on your list, but we- It's not on my list. Because we talked about it. Because to me, it- is so close to being number one and again i think number two is the perfect spot for it so it stars brad pitt and jonah hill brad pitt is billy bean so based on a completely true story again you have to falsify some or like hollywoodize some things which yeah. is completely fine um stars billy bean he's a manager who has a talented baseball team they're in the playoffs they lose to the new york yankees and the thing about this team so it's the oakland a's in the early 2000s they never had the money that the rest of the teams do so they lose they have three top players they go to the boston red sox the new york yankees and the st louis cardinals three of the most iconic baseball franchises they have all the money so now in the offseason he has to build this team Mm -hmm. from just kind of scraps because they won't give him any more money um he starts finding some pieces that kind of work there's some conflict there's a player who's very talented before is aged quite a bit and I think they got him from the Yankees. We're actually paying some of his salary so that he wouldn't be on the team. So he kind of gets this chip on his shoulder. Uh, He brings in Jonah Hill's character, works for another organization, but likes how he thinks, Mm -hmm. becomes his assistant general manager kind of out of nothing. And they build this team not based on star star power, not talent. It's just how do we get runs across the plate? Oh, okay. And how do we, how do you, it's how do you score the most amount of runs for the best cost like the not the cheapest cost but the most effective cost right this movie was similar for me to draft day where it's you're kind of getting a look behind the scenes of how it's run Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a yawn fest for me sorry i just like to see them play like i don't know for me it's just too much like numbers and yeah well especially baseball is very numbers driven yeah so i i did like the movie it was just yeah wouldn't be i knew it was sorry i should have totally guessed that when i said i'll maybe our two and one are the same definitely our one is the same okay well it'll be it'll be good to see the other thing about this movie is that it's a true story and that this oakland a's team went on a 21 game winning streak i think and it was a team that no one expected to do anything they had such a horrible start to the year they make a couple of trades and that's all the difference in the world. They let they let these guys all they teach them how to buy into this team effort of we don't need you to hit home runs. Just get on base, smart base running. We're not bunting, we're not stealing bases, just move as the ball is in play. Right. And it's just a very smart way that a lot of it's shaped baseball of how how you think it. Like it's very numbers driven and oh, this guy's doing well, but he doesn't do well against this type of pitcher, so let's let's switch him out. Mm-hmm. So kind of is a very, like, early 2000s, but is completely how modern baseball works now. Right. Yeah. Baseball's a hard one for me, as you know. Yeah. Out of all the sports. I think it's the hardest one to sit there for three hours and watch a game, for sure. I Yeah. It's hard it's for like, even me to do it. Plus, I'm a basketball fan, so. You are a basketball fan. Yeah. We're going to get you another basketball the espn 30 for 30s yes i'm excited about that all right number one you ready one two three miracle Miracle. yep how do you not it's It's the best movie again true story it was about the 1980 u.s men's hockey team which at the time professionals were not allowed to play so it was a bunch of college kids coached by kurt russell who plays her brooks Mm -hmm. and noah emmerich who plays the assistant coach yeah um They get all these guys from schools that don't like each other. They have to play against each other throughout the year. They're picked to be on this team. There's a lot of bad. playing the Soviet. Yes, the Soviet Russian team that at the time was beating the NHL All-Stars 7-1, 8-1. They were just this machine that they'd been playing together for over a decade. And 
were this juggernaut that you just thought couldn't be beat. Mm-hmm. I have to say the the thing to me that comes out of this movie the most mm-hmm. is, at least to me, it's the greatest sports speech ever. Ever. Herb Brooks comes in and just gets the gets the guys ready. It just it is. It's very inspiring, and and mine is the when they're doing the. The, I don't know what you call them, the oh, suicides on the, the line. the bag skate, yeah. So you have to skate to each line back and forth, and they do it. They're playing in a game, and they lose, or they tie, no, they tie, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't have tied the team they were playing. They kind of played down to their level. It's not what the coach expected, so they get put on the line. They have to skate, skate, skate. The the uh, uh, the ice manager says, like, I want to go, like, I need to... Like, like we gotta like wrap this up i gotta go and he it's says like, I'll, I'll give me the keys i'll lock up yeah because he just needed to prove because they like all these guys are throwing up they're they're so exhausted yeah, especially once they like stop and you're about to get the big moment that you could just hear them all and they do such a good job because guys are like spitting it's it's kind of gross but like they're like wheezing like yeah they're just played a whole game and they've been skating for however long now just non-stop yeah and what does he want you want, want who do you play for? Who do you play for? And then he asked that question throughout, and everyone goes, oh, "I play for Boston University. I play for University of Massachusetts." And then he blows that whistle, right? That's what it again, is. It's yeah. a whistle, yeah. and, he'll be, and he'll go again. again, yeah. And then he'll, you know, they'll do they'll do a couple more, and he'll be like, "Who do you play for?" And, and this goes on and on until they're about to stop, and Mike Ruzioni, who I think I, I don't remember who he played for, but he. Just stops and he goes, my name, I'm Mike Ruzioni. Uh, who do you play for? I play for the United States of America. And that's all he needed. And he said, he says something like, gentlemen, that's all. Like, you can go. Like he just literally that, walks off the ice. That's He's all, just like, that's all yeah. he needed was, you guys are a team. I don't care, care who you who, play for. I don't You're care a, about your name. What is it? It's oh, something it's, like, I don't it's care it's about, about the. It's about the logo on the front, not the name, name on, on the, the back. back. Which is how a lot of those guys thought. And that moment just kind of brings them all together. There's a great story of a guy that breaks his leg and mm-hmm. then eventually comes back to play it's it's all it's it's all good like it's just goodness and Mm -hmm. it's exactly what you want in a movie and like it's just yeah a true story and good and good on ice action like it actually looks really good good on ice action and they don't really incorporate the like real life telecast they have the actual guys who commentated the game they have Mm -hmm. them like kind of doing a live because this movie is like 2004, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. they have the guys who commentated the game come back and it's more of like a better microphone and you can hear them better as they're talking yeah. about the game. Yeah. And then they do, they, the only time they show the real footage is at the very right. end, and, yeah. like when the last few seconds of the game and it's the big upset yeah. and it's yeah. not, they're going home. No, no it's not that's, that. Oh, that's I good, always think it's that, that one. And I always talk about that. That's uh, the Russian team played an NHL team and they were too physical mm. and the Russians just stop playing they yeah were like bye because they were too Boost. that's not what they were used to yeah but yeah. anyways miracle is great i think anybody would like it i don't think you even have to be no like it's, it's not just, sports like again and, it's it's um, more about your teamwork and that's the underlying story of a lot of these it's like your team and you have to work together like you're, there's no i in team yeah right and that's that was always the, the i found for the underlying of these mm-hmm. and true stories i love true stories Especially with sports that they still make them interesting enough that you still want to watch. Yeah. Especially for someone like me, who's only a basketball fan. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right. So we got movie challenge next week. Yes. I don't know what we're doing next week, but yeah, I thought we were going to do movies we could never watch again. Oh, that is right. Right. We did talk about that. Mm -hmm. Movies we could never watch again, but we liked or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like not movies we didn't like. It's like. It's they were almost so good, or there was some kind of something. It yeah, might be hard to were... research this one, but we'll do our best. Mm-hmm. And if you know, in a couple of days, we're like, nah, it's not working for me. We can always switch it up. Yep. And then it'll be a surprise next week. All right. Got anything else, Case? I got nothing. All right. Then we will see you next time. Bye.